Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Forrester CX Cast. This is Sam Stern, joined as always by my co host, Diana Laufer. Hi, everyone. And Diana is not in the role of co host this week. She's in the role of guest because I'm going to ask her a few questions about her new report with the title of How to Build the Right CX Strategy. So, Diana, Tell us about this report. Why did you write this report? Other than that is your job to write reports and you had to write a report. Why did you write this one specifically? Yes. So I had been doing research on customer experience strategy. And uh, what was coming up is I was talking to companies about the process for developing their customer experience strategy. And some folks would tell me about these really rigorous processes. The telecom company told me about mapping all these customer journeys and identifying hundreds of touch points and rating each touch point on a scale of one to 10. Wow. And then prioritizing like <laughs> where they were performing lowest and doing sort of a, you know, three tiered roadmap of what was most important and then plan B and plan C. And I would hear all of these things and then I would, you know, they would pause and I'd say, so at what point did you talk to customers ab- about this strategy or, you know, how are you using customer feedback in this? And then another long pause on their side. And it's kind of funny to develop a customer experience strategy without it being customer insights driven. Mm. This had been happening sort of over and over. And I thought, is it funny or is it just me? Or, you know, maybe I should delve a little bit deeper into the process for how folks are developing successful customer experience strategies and what specifically are the different types of research and data that need to go into it. Because strategy is sort of a messy process, but the way that you untangle it is by figuring out what are the inputs and what are the outputs. And it's a little bit of a black box on the inside. But if you can figure out those right inputs, then you're at least halfway there. Yeah, and I think what's what's interesting, what you said there is how they develop successful strategies because it's not to say that that company you were talking about, they didn't follow a path they thought was working to develop a strategy, but certainly that detached from any customer research and insights, it couldn't really end in a strategy that would guide them towards a differentiated experience that, that they could be confident was what customers wanted rather than just addressing a bunch of pain points, right? Right. So maybe maybe they were looking at uh, their touch points and they were saying, you know, our, our printed bills are really ugly. Let's put all this money and, you know, have our strategy in towards improving that. Turns out maybe customers don't actually want that. They want electronic bills or they want to be able to just pay their bill on their mobile app. And so you need to have that insight to understand, are you developing the right strategy that's going to meet those customer expectations and actually drive your CX metrics forward. Yeah, got it. Okay, so as you suggested, there's some right forms of research potentially to do to develop a CX strategy. So what what did you see companies who were successful at this? What were they doing? I talked to companies and consultancies. This is actually a big area for consulting CX strategy research. So I talked to both types of, of folks, and I found that sort of generally there were three key areas of research that should be inputs to CX strategy. First is looking internally at the company's business, looking at what's the corporate strategy, what are your company's key priorities. So, for example, I talked to one CX pro at a B2B company that was going through a bunch of different mergers they'd gone through, like five in a year or something. And he found out that it's sort of at the corporation level, they were really focused on just renewing their customers' trust through the wake of all this turbulation. And so his focus ended up being sort of cementing the basics like issue resolution time and satisfaction with resolution. Mm. Some of those things that um, you know, necessarily, weren't necessarily going to differentiate, but were really important because the whole strategy behind the company at the time was just renewing folks' trust that yeah. they could be someone that could be relied upon. Yeah. 
That's interesting. So that is really a pretty mundane strategy, but one that actually very much in alignment with the company strategy, right? So, so there's a good example of a CX strategy aligning with a company strategy, even if it's uh, one of the most boring ones I've ever heard described. Yeah, and it's really important that the CX strategy does align with the company strategy because if you're a CX pro and you propose yeah. something that's wildly out of scope or out of proportion with the company strategy, you're not right. going to get anywhere. Right. Um, so that's that's sort of the first area looking at the company strategy, at any sort of brand promises, those kinds of things that already exist. The second piece of the puzzle is what I was alluding to in the opening, which is understanding your customers and their expectations um, for the experience. And you could do this through qualitative research, through interviews. FedEx took a really uh, rigorous approach, one that I really liked. They interviewed a bunch of customers to understand something like 100 different attributes of a mm. shipping experience. Mm-hmm. Like, is it important to have drop boxes that are located? You know, should the, the people delivering your packages, should, be there, should they be friendly? You know, what are all these different attributes? And then they used a, a survey of thousands of customers and determined what were those attributes that would actually drive wallet share. Mm. Um, and then using that, they were able to hone in on improving those attributes that actually mattered most to customers. Okay, so that's a good example of um, sort of marrying a very much a, a customer back development process to an alignment with what drives business success at the company. It has to do both in that process. So how would someone like, you know, a company like FedEx yeah. that does all that research, does all that work to calibrate it with how they are successful or how they translate a good customer experience into business success, yeah. how do they take the, the insights that would come from a survey of thousands of customers, how do they turn that into a cohesive strategy? Here's where it gets a little bit messy. It seemed already <laughs> messy to me, by the way. <laughs> okay. And maybe it's just messy. Messier, um, maybe. Strategy is not really this sort of mathematical discipline. You can use analytical approaches, mm-hmm. you can use surveys like that, but it's it's a little bit of sort of zigging and zagging as you get to the final approach. A lot of folks I talked to said something similar. They said, you know, hey, we we looked at all this data and we found maybe 15 value propositions that yep. that we thought of. And then we talked to internal stakeholders, employees, and we figure out what resonated. And from that, we came down to nine. Like I probably heard that three different times. And so that's where you get the feeling of, okay, we go out, we talk to customers, we see what's important to them, what, what we think drives loyalty. And then we run it by what our corporate strategy is. We run it by our executives. We see what they like. And we also look at our internal strengths. That's really important. So if you are a company that has a lot of employees and folks tend to have satisfaction with employees, like in stores or in branches, then maybe your customer experience strategy is going to focus on um, using them instead of being more technology focused. So Edward Jones in financial services being a great example of that, right? Exactly. we We attract customers who like our financial advisors. That's a model that's working for us, even as all these other companies are trying to push more and more transactions to digital channels. We are zagging while they all zig on digital transformation because that's the real differentiator in our experience. Yeah, their people is their asset, so they're not necessarily going to go the robo-advisor. Right. Exactly, that's a a perfect example. So it's thinking about all these different considerations, looking for those core value propositions that everyone can agree on is important, and then we think drive loyalty. And 
There's a lot of different frameworks for doing that. In practice, it usually happens through um, a bunch of different sort of stakeholder workshops. Maybe you bring everybody in for a couple of days and you've done all this customer research and you throw it up on the board and you say, where do we think our company should be going? And maybe what are some core principles that we can align on, we can agree yeah. on? And then maybe you bring in a, a larger set of stakeholders and you run it by them. So it's kind of messy. It also sounds like something that if you're being honest with yourself, your best version based on reality yeah. of, of doing all this research of a strategy at the beginning is certainly in some ways going to turn out to be wrong or could have been perfect, but through passage of time becomes less relevant than it was. So is that, I mean, is maybe that's a subsequent report, right? And I think you've written that one, but yes. um, looking at the balance between let's get something down and work, start working towards that versus we're going to come back to this and, and recalibrate over time. Yeah, I think our former colleague, Megan Burns, had a really important insight in a report, which is to say your roadmap for customer experience shouldn't be more than 12 to 18 months out, ideally, yep. because things are going to change. Yeah. That's true of strategy, too. Um, you mm. should think about your strategy as being maybe the next two to three years and then looking at it every year and saying, how is customer feedback changing does that change where our strategy is? How is technology changing? Does that change what our strategy is? Maybe there's a big change internally, a merger, or maybe uh, you know, you've got a new CEO who's got new priorities, and, and so that can really have a big impact. So you have to come up with the best strategy you can based on the information you have now and know that there's going to be other things that are going to change that going forward. Totally. Reminds yeah. me of uh, Dwight Eisenhower quote, uh, I'm going to read it here because I couldn't <laughs> remember it. Only I could only remember the, the essence of it. But yeah. I've always found that plans are useless, but planning is indispensable, right? Mm -hmm. The planning that goes into creating the strategy, all that research, I'm sure very helpful to yeah. CX professionals and their colleagues, but adhering strictly to that strategy or the plan sort of embodied by that strategy would be foolhardy as yeah. events on the ground change and what your customers are needing, wanting, expecting is changing. So... Uh, don't be um, sort of boxed in by your plan, but the planning exercise in and of itself will really help you. Yeah, it's almost like journey mapping. Sometimes journey yeah. mapping isn't just good for the sake of having the map, but it is good for the sake of socializing yeah. customer centricity with people that haven't been involved in that before. And so strategy can be very similar because hmm. it, in order to have a strategy that is ac accepted by people within the company, you have to touch so many different stakeholders and executives and folks and get them on board. And so it's also good for CX Pro because there's a lot of visibility there too. Great. Well, so where, given this is a mess or yeah. messy or messier yeah. than we expected, what would you recommend to a listener who um, is wondering where to start? Yeah. Start with the information you have. Yep. Um, and you probably have a lot. So um, if we're talking about customer research, look at existing customer insights and see what you have around pain points and uh, moments of truth. And don't just look at what the customer experience team or the voice of the customer team has. Go talk to marketing folks about marketing surveys. Um, go talk to the customer service folks about customer service logs. You know, there's yeah. sort of gems of data in yeah. all those different places. And then, based on what you know, you can develop your research plan to fill in the gaps. Mm. So it doesn't have to, it sounds like a big, you know, research effort, but it doesn't have to be if you already have a lot of information. That's great. And, and probably in reaching out to those people, you're starting to socialize, uh, you know, give awareness to them of this later effort that you might want them to be involved in, in sitting in that room and, and workshopping a strategy, right? Yeah. And the other important thing along that same vein is to find out what other organizational missions and visions and values already exist. 
because people are going to ask you, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> do we need another yeah. one? Do so we need a this, CX vision? How, how does, does this, this relate, relate to, to those? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So have a good answer for that because people are going to ask you that. Mm. Um, my answer is usually those other things are not specific enough to guide CX improvements. If you look at some, you know, usually mm. within corporate strategy, there's some statement about CX is one of our five pillars. We want to be the most customer-centric you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah in our industry, that doesn't tell you where you're going to focus your efforts. You need something right. more specific, and that's where the CX vision and strategy really fill in the gap. But people are going to ask you that, and you have to be aware of these other things that exist within the enterprise and understand those folks' expectations for how your strategy is going to align to those. So go talk to those people in marketing yeah. and HR and branding and ask them about their stuff and start that conversation early because you're going to need them on board too. Great. Okay. So uh, listeners, Deanna and I have been talking about her new report called How to Build the Right Customer Experience Strategy. You've got a link in your show notes for this podcast episode. Go check it out. And thank you for listening. As always. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Remember, your customer's perception is your customer experience reality.